I'm Scott Sanders, the Executive Director of the Geneva Push. Welcome to The One Thing. It's a podcast designed to give you one solid, practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Now, my co-host, Derek Hanna, is busy sunning himself on a veranda somewhere in Queensland, and he won't be joining us for the show. More about that in our next uh, podcast. But fronting up to the microphone to take his place today, I have Ben Farlett and Eric Thurston from MTS. It's great to have you blokes here. Welcome to The One Thing. Thanks, Scott. Great to be here. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Now, we're, we're in the heart of multicultural Sydney in Hurstville. Eric, you're not from around here, are you? I'm not, Scott. Uh, originally from Canada, and uh, then Australia, then Canada, and uh, 13 years in Canada before coming here in January this year. Did ministry in Canada, and now I'm working with MTS here in Australia. And everyone, uh, for those listening, Ben's from the country, so we're going to go a little bit slower today. Thank you. Just for Ben. Now, more from these blokes later. Uh, the one thing's brought to you with thanks to the Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. And you've pressed play on episode nine, The Apprentice Pipeline. Well, one of the things we run across in ministry is the pressure to get so much done. It just seems easy to do it ourselves because trying to teach someone else to do the job means it's going to take longer and the quality is likely to drop. But if we take a, a step back and remind ourselves that we're trying to reach Australia with the gospel, it doesn't take too long to realize that it's a job that's just too big for even the most capable uh, minister or person to do all on their own. So if we're going to make a dent in the challenging task of reaching Australia with the gospel, we need to become church leaders who aren't just thinking about doing ministry, but thinking about multiplying themselves. Now, this sort of delegation, empowerment, multiplication needs to be happening at every level of the church. But if we don't get this level right, the impact of the gospel through our ministry is going to be so much less than what it could be. So for the next two episodes, I'm really pleased to have uh, both these blokes here with us uh, on the one thing. We're going to be thinking through the ins and outs of building a leadership pipeline through apprentices. Uh, we've got Ben Farlett and Eric Thurston from the Ministry Training Strategy. So Ben, you're the National Director of the Ministry Training Strategy. It's an organisation dedicated to recruiting and training gospel workers through ministry apprenticeships for the vital task of gospel ministry. And Eric, you're the Director of Training at MTS. You're clearly not from around here. You've got a great accent. And most recently, though, you were the Director of Training for the Artizo Institute, which is the MTS equivalent in Canada, yep. not America. That's right. Well, thanks again for being part of the show. Now, Ben, I, I want to get a report card. Where are we up to with apprenticeships across Australia? Yeah, um, there's just shy of 3,000 apprentices have trained since 1978. Um, our record year was 268 apprentices in 2016. Um, this year, we've got approximately 240 in 2018. Key networks, or the, the top three networks, are Anglicans in Sydney, then we've got second AFES University Ministry Apprentices, and then thirdly FIEC churches. Um, yeah, and each year we probably have around about um, a thousand people going to recruiting conferences considering an apprenticeship. Now you've been in this a long time. What's what's the trajectory? Are you seeing you know a, a, an increase over time? Are we are we just sort of keeping it steady? Uh, or on the decline? Um, there's a slight increase. Um, it's not on the decline, which is encouraging. Um, there's a slight increase. And, you know, we've been working hard to uh, increase the number of apprentices training by building partnerships with organisations and getting them to recruit for themselves rather than relying on us. Also building pathways, training, to have different training pathways for people who are going to be a senior minister to people who are going to be working on a team. And I think perhaps the biggest initiative we've been working on, which will bear the greatest fruit, is MTS Entrusters. So getting 
pastors out there who have trained apprentices to keep in contact with those apprentices and get them to multiply apprenticeships in the future. The MTS has a great vision and you want to see 10,000 apprentices by... 2020. 2020. 2020, which I reckon is one of those visions that just... There's just <laughs> hard to achieve, way more than can be achieved. Uh, but it's a great vision. They want to see more apprentices in churches all across Australia. Now, I want to bring Eric uh, Eric into the conversation. I've been reading a study into multiplication in North America. And, uh, one of the key shifts this paper spoke about was uh, moving from recruiting external leaders to building Indigenous pipelines. Now, Eric, uh, you've only been in Australia for, for three months. Are we doing um, any better at finding apprentices here rather than you know, the North American context? What can you tell us? Yeah, right, Scott. So I, I have to speak from probably the perspective of Canada and the northern United States. Uh, there's quite kind of a divide with respect to church maturity between uh, the southern part of that area and the northern part. So from a Canadian perspective, um, I think Australia is actually further ahead in this area. Uh, and that's got a lot to do with uh, more and more DNA of this idea of uh, every minister is a trainer, every church is going to raise up leaders being part of the Australian church culture than it is in Canada. Canada's a long way from that. They're pretty much stuck in a fairly old church leadership paradigm. So you 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 did ministry you did ministry apprenticeship in Australia yes. fifteen years ago. Yep. So so you knew that culture. You were able to yes. take that culture to Canada. But but you sense that there is a just a, a culture of raising up and uh, and equipping the next generation and, and just passing that that baton on, so to speak. Yeah, far more here. Yeah, far more here. Uh, I think uh, Australia has been fortunate for decades of this thinking, and uh, Canada. Well, it's you know the organization we're running in Canada, Artizo, has been around for 15 years. And what we're trying to do when I go, what was going and talking to ministers and churches is they they had no idea what I was talking about when I was talking about raising up leaders from within your own church community. Uh, they're kind of still stuck in the idea that the college will provide our future leaders. We don't have to worry about it or we don't have to be bothered with it. Now, Ben, uh, you've been, uh, I guess, really pushing and, 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 and urging the church to be raising up more apprentices. What are some of the reasons people give you for not taking on an apprentice? Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder whether it's worth thinking about the five things that churches do that really do raise up apprenticeships. Um, so if they're not raising them up, they're probably not doing one or more of the five. Uh, one of the, the key things, number one, I think, is that uh, recruiting and training apprentices is part of their their church or ministry's vision. So Lakes Evangelical, they have a goal to train one apprentice per 100 adults or part thereof. Um, so it's part of the, the planning. Um, secondly, the senior pastor is actively involved in recruiting. Um, it's a bit like evangelism. If the senior minister doesn't do any, everyone picks that up. Um, thirdly, they identify commission and resource, what we call an MTS champion. So it may not be the senior minister, but there's someone on the staff team who has it as their key performance indicator that apprentices are training. So at Hunter Bible Church, that person is Scott Curtis. Um, it's their baby. And if you haven't got an MTS champion, um, stuff's not going to happen. Um, fourthly, the church has to have a clear training pipeline. So from basically, I reckon, the churches that train the most apprentices have a training pipeline from non-Christian through to, through to MTS. That's important. They're not just focusing on the apprentice. They're actually focusing on the whole church. That's right. moving people to the right. That's correct. The DNA. So at Hunter Bible Church, they have Life Course. They have Connect. They have Becoming a Growth Group Leader. They have 
um, the ministry skills training, and within that there are four or five courses, and then after that apprentices. Um, What's the fifth reason? And the fifth reason is that um, the fifth thing that these churches do is uh, they they actually recruit apprentices by tapping people on the shoulder. And the obvious candidates that they tap on the shoulder are those who bubble to the surface as gifted in the training pipeline. Now, we're going we're gonna to have more of that in a moment. I want to press into some of those church examples that you talked about. It was really good to hear you know, some churches that are doing it well. Uh, we're going to take a quick look at the, uh, the One Thing Toolbox, and then we'll hear more from these guys in a moment. Well, if you're interested in thinking through ministry apprentices, then there are some really helpful tools for you to check out. My top three must-have resources are, uh, it's, a, it's a free uh, book from Exponential. Uh, it's written by Todd Wilson. It's called Multiplying Leaders Beyond Addition. Uh, part of that book, they've got a free multiplication assessment they can do. Uh, so jump on their, on their website, uh, take the 30-minute assessment and read the free book. Another great book to read is All for the Kingdom. Uh, our own Benny Farlett, who's here now, uh, wrote with Katie Omrod, uh, a great book that you can put in the hands of a potential apprentice that will answer the questions they're asking about going into full-time gospel ministry. So All for the Kingdom, you can download that free. Again, another great ebook on uh, on the MTS uh, website. The third one is Developing Your Leadership Pipeline. Uh, it's a really simple ebook written by the guys at Lifeway Leadership by Todd Atkins. We'll have a link in the show notes to all these resources, but also to this one. Uh, and in uh, in August, we're going to be having uh, a tour with uh, with Todd Atkins and Daniel Lim, so you can actually hear uh, from him personally. You can jump on the website, genevapush.com forward slash events, uh, building leaders, and, uh, and check out that as well. Okay, well, back to the challenge of, uh, of building a leadership pipeline through apprentices. Uh, ben... You spoke about a number of churches. Uh, could you just share one church that you think is actually doing it well? You know, they've already built a good, solid training culture. Yeah, the Hunter Bible Church, I'd say, is a really good one. Yep. So, what makes yeah, what makes that such a, a, a special place for you know raising up apprentices? Yeah, I think they do all the five things I mentioned before. Um, you that they really clearly have a pipeline. They really clearly communicate that. So every single member of the congregation is aware of what the next step will be for someone. So if you're a growth group leader and you meet someone at church who's been coming for a little while, you'll ask them the question, have you done the life course? And they'll say, no, I haven't. Oh, you should do the life course and they'll be aware of when it's on. They're just, everyone's clear on the pipeline and where people are in the pipeline and where they should be next. So there's an understanding of the next step. Uh, and that, that's really helpful. What uh, If I can bring Eric in, what, what do you think, Eric, is the first step in... Uh, in building a training culture in your local church? Uh, yeah, I think the first step, certainly what I saw in Canada, is you need a, a mindset change that has to start with the senior minister and the senior leaders of the church, whether they're professional or they're lay leaders. Uh, and they have to be committed to the idea that one of the main things our church is going to do is train people. Uh, and one of the outcomes of that is that you're going to be training MTS people and lay people. So you need a, you need a mindset change. Um, you have to move from thinking an, an intern is cheap labor and and is hard work to actually understanding it's a great privilege to be able to train young people or older people in ministry and to raise up the next generation of leaders. That's a great privilege we have. It's not actually a burden, right? Besides being a biblical mandate. So we're talking about a mind change, right? A mindset change in the church. It's um, I think about that analogy used yep. in the trellis and the vine when you speak. It's it's going from being a 
Formula One driver where you do all the ministry in the congregation, pumps up your tyres and fills your tank with fuel and you race off out of the pits to being a captain coach. That's a really big mind shift. Most of us don't want to admit we're, we're the Formula One driver. So you mentioned the five things and you, b- before. If any, if, if any one of those is missing, you know, it really puts a, a detriment on, on the training culture in the church. Um, it, you've mentioned the senior leader. Um, what's the another? MTS champion. Yeah. I think the MTS champion is the number one because if their if they're key performance indicator, forgive the business language, is apprentices trained, and it's not happening, then they will build the things required to make it happen. And you just can't actually raise them up without a pipeline. So then the champion will build the pipeline that yeah. sends them out the other yeah. end. But yeah. I, I think we would both agree, Ben, that unless your senior leader's on board, yeah. it's it's just going to be it's going to be hard yakka to yeah. actually to get this up and running. Now, we want to we want to see not just one apprentice being trained in the church. We want to see training hospitals. Um, I think that sort of language of, of being a place where we're raising up loads of uh, loads of apprentices is there. How, how do you, you know, you've got one one apprentice. How do you turn that one into many? I, I don't. Th- I think the answer is pretty similar to getting the one. It's yeah. I'd be I'd be training the one to be involved in building the pipeline as well, so that you get more people bubbling to the surface. Yep. But I, I think also, if you got the one, we have to concentrate on making sure the one works well. Uh, so the church actually catches a vision. Because part of it's not just talking about when they do it, they'll catch the vision. Uh, and then you're already kind of ahead because you got a model for younger people to look at, right? So I've heard a few times, hey, we don't really, we're not interested. In, the young people don't know what an MTS apprenticeship looks like because we don't have one in the church. So that, that's helpful. Yeah. And I, th- I think that the flip side of that is what you do with your first apprentice is going to dictate the next 10 years. So if you put on a one-day-a-week apprentice, then you're going to have one-day-a-week apprentices for the next 10 years. So don't start it unless it's yep. going to be good. Got to start well. Well, Ben and Eric, that's been really helpful. Uh, that brings us to the end of our show. So, Ben, what's the one thing people should be taking away when it comes to taking on a ministry apprentice? Have an MTS champion who builds a pipeline. Have an MTS champion who builds a pipeline. That's our one thing. Well, if you've heard some things that really got you thinking, then maybe you have some questions too. The best place to ask a question about something that's appeared on The One Thing or something that you want to be considered by The One Thing is over at the Geneva Push Facebook page. Start up a conversation. Include me, Scott Sanders, or or Derek, and we'll see if we can't find The One Thing you need to know about a ministry topic. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. And uh, thanks, Ben and Eric. Great to see you. Good to uh, talk to you, Scott. Coming up in our next episode, we've got we've got more from these guys. We're going to be looking at the nitty-gritty of actually having a ministry apprentice. What are the top three issues you're likely to deal with and how you're going to solve them? I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon. Mm-hmm.